your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Hey, hockey fans, you need more hockey news? Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening throughout the NHL. Subscribe and listen every day for a quick look at the biggest stories happening every day. Subscribe to the Locked On NHL Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we are joined by Stephen Strom of the Strom Sports Show on the Talk North Podcast Network to discuss all things Minnesota sports. We'll run the gambit. Also, we'll have Stephen ask me some wild questions as to where the team is at in the offseason. So buckle in. Should be a great show here today. My name is Seth Topol, host of Locked On Wild, veteran of over 10 years of Minnesota sports coverage, including the last couple of seasons covering your Minnesota Wild. Happy to have you along on this Thursday. And uh, very excited to bring in a good friend of mine, Stephen Strom, the host of the Strom Sports Show on the Talk North Podcast Network. Uh, Stephen, my man, it's good to have you back because it's been a little bit since we've been able to do uh, anything like this. So welcome back. How's it going? Uh, Everything's going great. It's always a great time when we jump on here, jump on the mics. But listen, I see you doing an incredible job uh, on Locked On. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be a part of the great content that you put out, man. So let's get into some topics. I'm very excited. It's a very uh, exciting time right now for uh, Minnesota sports. May not be with the Vikings, but uh, (laughs) that's why I'm on Locked On Wild. Exactly. Yeah, we might might talk Vikings at the end of the show today, but uh, I just wanted to start here for uh, this first segment, we'll talk a little bit about the Twins. We'll mix in some uh, some Gophers as well. Then in the middle of the show, going to flip it to you and have you ask me some wild questions, try to get some intel uh, for some of your listeners as to where things are at, and then we'll, uh, we'll finish with whatever's left. So let's start with those Twins. Uh, not the greatest of seasons for the Twins. They, uh, they obviously made some moves at the deadline. Um, I think to the surprise of many, found uh, a team that took J.A. Happ off of their hands, um, but also got rid of Jose Barrios. So what did you think? Were you surprised that uh, that the Twins ended up actually finding a good return for, uh, for Barrios uh, in the Blue Jays? Uh, do you think they did well at the deadline? Yeah, I mean, I think they did well uh, for sure. I I think when I had to kind of examine between, because it was between Barrios and Buxton, and um, you were just going to get a better haul back for Barrios. Now, I didn't think they were going to get back what they got back. I thought they definitely won that trade, you know, getting back two guys in your uh, prospect pool that you have legitimate, legitimate expectations for. Um, One of the guys actually just hit a walk-off single last night I saw um, from the Blue Jays. But yeah, I mean, I, I think just from a perspective of where the Twins are at right now and they're trying to run this thing back, I think they're trying to sell the fan base that this is more uh, fluke than a fact. And if that's the case, and then they did a pretty decent job. They got rid of Nelson Cruz, which I know a lot of people did not like, but they got back uh, this kid, Ryan, that's pitching in the Olympics right now. Um, you know, like you said, it's sometimes addition by subtraction. When you can get rid of Jay Happ and get something back, I mean, that is something that the uh, that the <laughs> Twins definitely, definitely did not think I probably uh, that they were going to get. Uh, and then, honestly, you know, one of the moves that I really liked was getting rid of you know Matt Shoemaker as well because he's also had an incredible 
incredibly difficult season. So, you know, given all of the transactions that were made, you know, I, I think that it, I think it's hard sometimes for fans to sit back and believe what Falvey and Levine are saying about, well, no, no, we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. Well, you just traded Nelson Cruz. Understandable, but you just traded Nelson Cruz. You don't know if you're going to get him back, even though he is on a one-year deal in Tampa. Uh, Barrios is gone. Um, what are you going to do with Buxton? Because all of a sudden his trade value is not near the same. He can walk away after next year. He goes to arbitration. So you lose Buxton, you lose Barrios. And if Cruz doesn't sign back, you're left with old man Josh Donaldson, who I like. You're stuck with Max Kepler, who's had an okay year. And um, still no starting pitching. You know, you can tell me about Kenton Mieta all you want. He struggled this year. I like him. I liked him last year. But the Twins need to figure out, the number one thing is they need to figure out how they can cultivate and groom some of these younger guys uh, into legit starting pitchers, okay? I, I don't care about the hitting anymore. They need to figure out a way to fortify that pitching rotation or this team is not going to go anywhere. Yeah, I, I, I'm not suggesting that they, like, they have to get to the level that the Dodgers are at, but I mean, come on. Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw... They, they're they working on signing Cole Hamels off of the scrap heap because they apparently believe that he's still got something left in the tank. But, like, you've got guys, you've got Scherzer and Kershaw who could start game one of any playoff series. Both yeah, of the them could. Get richer. And yeah, and you've got a you got a one two combo like I don't know. It's what well, what the Dodgers did are ridiculous. I mean, I, I yeah. don't even like it for baseball to be honest with you. I get it, right? I get it from an organizational standpoint. They're going. They're gonna. They're trying to make this thing into a dynasty. But just from all, all other teams, I mean, this really is unfortunate for the National League. Anyone that has any hope in the National League and, and even maybe the American League, I, the team to beat right now, if you had to ask me, who am I taking the Dodgers of the field? I'm taking the Dodgers right now. Yep. I, I don't care what other teams are doing right now. Um, you know, there's been some teams in the AL that have awesome years, right? The Houston Astros have been great. But you looked at yesterday and, and the Dodgers ended up beating them one game. Um, and then the White Sox, I like the White Sox. And then you have a battle between Boston and Tampa. Those teams aren't beating the Dodgers in seven no. games. So I get I get that, you know, you want the Twins to go out and get someone like that. But right now it's just not in the cards because of how poorly the season went. I think if they were in a better position, you maybe maybe you could have seen them by at the at the deadline. But you only can hide for so long with your pitching. Um, you can have suspect pitching, but eventually it rises to the top. And for the Twins, even last year, the bullpen – um, suspect two years ago, starting pitching was suspect. That's why they got beaten by the Yankees. So that, that's that's the number one thing for me right now. They got to figure out their pitching. Let's uh, let's talk go for football uh, for a quick minute. Um, the college football season is close, which is just I, I can't even believe that. Um, but the Gophers had a they struggled last year. The defense was uh, was not great really at any point. Uh, but you've got a a lot of the uh, leadership on offense back. Tanner Morgan coming back once again. Mo Ibrahim uh, back as well. Do you think the Gopher football team will be able to uh, run it back this year and have uh, a better season than they did last year? Uh, definitely a better season. Last year they finished three and four, obviously in a shortened season. I think the Gopher football team is in for a big bounce back. Not you know two years ago going uh, eleven and two or whatever it was, but I think that they're in for an eight or nine win season. What you may not think is is huge, but if you look at their schedule, it's incredibly tricky. They bring back a ton of their offense. I think it's about eighty seven percent of their offense. Their offensive line is going to be dominant. They've probably got a top ten pick in Daniel Falele, like you outlined before. 
Tanner Morgan, Muhammad Ibrahim. Those guys are tremendous talents. And um, we'll see what happens with the wide receiver position. One guy to keep an eye out for, Texas A&M transfer, Dalen Wright. Now, Seth, he spells it D-Y-L-A-N, so you think it's Dylan. It is Dalen Right. So hmm. I'm, I'm very curious to see how the broadcasters do with this, especially you'll know if they're doing their homework or not for our gopher <laughs> games. Dalen Wright and Chris Altman Bell, very exciting wide receiver duo. But the defense is definitely the big question mark. They um, they obviously have uh, turned over a ton of players, some to the draft. Uh, you see P.J. Flex putting guys in the draft, but I'm very excited for gopher football. They open up against Ohio State uh, week one at Huntington Bank Stadium, not TCF, Huntington Bank, because that's another thing that we're going to screw up here. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't know what to say. I'm just trying to be accurate on your show. I got to bring my stuff. (laughs) Um, I'm very excited for gopher football. think that they're in for a a very nice year. P.J. Fleck entering year four, or is it five? Not sure. Regardless, it's a huge year for him coming off a three and four season. For sure. Tell you what, let's flip it and have you put me in the hot seat in regards to the Minnesota Wild. That is coming up next. More with Steven Strom here on Lockdown Wild. It's time to take your sports betting to the next level at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. Major League Baseball is gearing up for the stretch run, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all your favorite UFC and MMA action, too. So before the next pitch, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. So head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Continuing our chat with Stephen Strom of the Strom Sports Show on the Talk North Podcast Network here on today's episode of Locked on Wild. Make sure to follow Locked on Wilds wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, make sure to uh, give Stephen a follow um, at SS, uh, S-Strom underscore. We got Very it. good. Yeah, I because I, I know it was it did have some numbers involved um, the last time. But uh, I, I I think we got it. So let's um, let's let's talk some wilds, and uh, I'll let you ask me the questions. And I, since I'm the you know, the host of Lockdown Wild, I'll do my best to try to answer them here. So uh, what mm-hmm. you got? All right. So number one, I think when um, this is a theory, I guess I want you to critique real quick. I think when Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi were bought up, specifically Ryan Suter, I think that there's been almost some trust issues be uh, in the locker room as far as contract extensions. And my theory about why Kevin Fiala may have not signed with the team is because the last thing he wants to do is get on a reasonable deal, thinking that he's going to be a part of this Minnesota Wild team. Last thing he wants to have happen is uh, Garen to let him sign that and then ship him off to Buffalo for Eichel in a package um, because if you can sign him to a reasonable deal, Buffalo will be like even more. Yes, yes, yes. And probably less in the prospect pool. Do you think that that could be a possibility on why Kevin Fiala and the talks with Bill Guerin have kind of staled? Yes, because uh, you, you look at the number uh, for Eichel for his salary. I think he's making $10 million 
um, a season, and he has, I think, five years left on his deal. So obviously any trade that they would make for him would deal with top prospects, but they're not going to get you to where you need to go um, salary cap-wise. I mean, maybe you end up throwing in Matt Dumba and his $6 million to try to kind of even the gap. Victor Rask, yeah. another option. But let's be honest. Those guys aren't going to move the needle for Buffalo. If they are going to do this trade um, with, the, uh, with the Wild, it's got to be for somebody that maybe is not the same level of talent as Eichel, obviously, but is a talent that you sure. can, uh, can build your team around. And so... I think, and I hadn't really even considered that possibility myself, but I think that theory's got some legs because, yeah, if you're Fiala, what incentive do you have to uh, to sign a deal if Bill Guerin is basically just waiting to see what the cap hit is so that he can say, okay, Fiala for seven a year gets us to where we're, we need to just kind of close that gap. Mm-hmm. And it may even be if it's seven a year and Eichel's at 10 – that you don't right. have to close the gap any further to where then it's just, okay, picks and prospects, and we're done. So, yeah, if if you signing on the dotted line is basically then shipping you off to Buffalo, there is no incentive to right. uh, to sign that deal. So I I, I really like that theory. Um, Good. Jump on it. And that was one, you know, that I, I had not really considered. I know when I talked to um, – the ESPN radio crew in Buffalo um, a couple weeks ago, I threw out the possibility of Fiala to try to lower the prospects that you'd have to send back in return. But, you know, taking that dot, taking this dot, I think they do definitely connect. Because, yeah, I'm mm. if especially if Fiala likes it in Minnesota, why? Why, why sign for three or four years when Garen's just going to say, okay, Eichel trade's now done. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, and I and I think that there's legit. I I am. I I think that there's so we look at such a broad surface of sports sometimes, and I and I definitely think there's some validity behind what happened between Ryan Suter and Parisi. Parisi, I think players sort of understood, but for Suter, like Suter was still playing twenty plus minutes, so I think that was kind of a, a jolt to the locker room, and maybe some it was a cutthroat kind of move. So I, I was just that was my initial thought about Fiala. My next thing is the centerman, Seth. Very worried about this position. Joel Eriksson-Eck being probably the one. Uh, and then hoping that Marco Rossi uh, settles in. And then Hartman and now Goudreau. Like, where are you at as far as the sentiment? Is, is this good enough? Or, you know, where are you at with that? Well, I, I think this underscores the fact that the Wilds' plan A was Jack Eichel. And when the price, at least at this point, when the price didn't come down, they didn't really have a plan B. It's like, this was our plan. We're not going to really put any time into a backup plan because this is what we're doing. Um, I did find interesting, and I saw this tweet circulated a couple of times. Scott Wheeler from The Athletic had this to say in regards to Marco Rossi. So this is very interesting. I can confirm that Marco Rossi will play for Austria in their Olympic qualification games in Bratislava from August 26th through the 29th. He wanted games before Wild Camp. Austria's camp starts August 16th and also includes two exhibition games against Hungary and Italy August 21st and 22nd. He's back. Good. Marco Rossi is the key. And I had a theory that I floated um, 
a couple of days ago in that I wonder if Bill Guerin's thinking in his negotiations with Kirill Kaprizov, if part of that is get us through one more year of Victor Rask and then Marco Rossi will be your center. Mm -hmm. Because if Rossi can prove that he's back, he can be at that level of talent that could serve as a top-line center. We just need to see him get some games under his belt so if he's able to do if he's able to do that this year, that's a massive step forward for this team. It's mm. just it's a matter of at this point of just seeing it on the ice. So, in terms of the uh, the rest of the center spots, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. You've got Jewel Eriksson-Eck, who's much more of a second line center, who's going to be probably that top line guy. Uh, after that, you've got you know the likes of Nico Sturm, who I really like. Uh, and think could do better with more opportunity, but he, I don't, probably not a, a top line guy. Um, I no, think he could be a no. real good like third line center um, that that gets some more minutes. But then, other than that, I mean, you got Victor Rask. We've said plenty about him uh, over the last couple of seasons, and I mean. Beyond that, you've got guys that can play center like Ryan Hartman, Freddie Goudreau, who they just signed, I think can play some center as well, Nick Bukestad. Right. Yeah, it's the room is... It's thin. The room is thin for sure, and I think that just speaks to, again, that Jack Eichel was the only plan, and there really was not a backup plan um, for the Wild. Mm. Last one for you. Uh, the defenseman that they picked up, uh, Galagoski, Kulikov, John Merrill. What, what were some? Uh, what was your favorite move, and, and who do you think will have the biggest impact defensively? So I really, I really like the Goligoski signing because you look at what the Wild lost um, in Ryan Suter, also Ian Cole and Carson Soucy. I just, I think Goligoski has a very comparable game to uh to Suter. The the one difference being and I think this will actually be something that is is really intriguing for the Wild this year. Um I don't believe Goligoski does as much on the power play. Um I think he can help there, but he may not be asked to take as many top line power play minutes as Suter was. I mean, sure. every power play it seemed like Suter was on that top line and you know, maybe not the best guy to have out there, out there with the experience. So interesting little kind of side topic that I'll probably dive into here at some point during the offseason is like, what does that top power play unit look like now? No Nick Benino, no Ryan Suter. So there are going to be some guys with opportunities. No Parisi. No um, there are going to be guys that have opportunities to step up. Um, but other than that, I mean, Golgoski plays, he plays a ton of minutes. He's a very, very consistent, uh, defenseman. And so I think he's going to be able to come in. Obviously it's going to help being paired with, uh, with Jared Spurgeon, if that's the way the wild go, I think he's going to come in. He's going to know what he is. And so we're going to see a guy who does not take a ton of risks, uh, because you know he can afford to play a little closer to home with Spurgeon as his line mate. So I think the Goligoski signing is going to be really good. But I, I'm really intrigued to see how the others play, uh, just because you know that third line is going to be completely new with uh, Kulikov and uh, probably Kalen Addison 
So that's going to be really intriguing mm-hmm. to see that line play. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a new look de- uh, new look defense, but uh, that's nothing new for really any Minnesota sports team. So we're used to it. I'm good on my end. That was good stuff. Let's uh, let's finish one final segment with uh, Steven Strom of the Strom Sports Show. We'll uh, we'll turn our attention a little bit to the Timberwolves and uh, the Vikings as well. That is next here on Locked on Wild. This summer, Built Bar is helping you celebrate freedom of choice. Did you know Built Bar has amazing flavors including coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. If you're asking me my favorite, it's got to be the raspberry. But if you're not sure which one you want, get the mix box where you'll get two each of the nine flavors. The best part, though, about Built Bar is they are amazingly healthy. Each bar contains 17 to 18 grams of protein, ranges in calories from 130 to 180, contains only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Plus, get this, Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. We're joined by Steven Strom and the Strom Sports Show. And uh, just finishing with a look at uh, a couple of the other Minnesota sports teams, kind of where they're at with things. Um, <laughs> let's talk uh, Timberwolves because there's a whole lot of nothing happening with mm-hmm. the Timberwolves right now. Free agency has begun. And anybody that follows the NBA in general knows that free agency is just insane. Crazy trades, crazy signings. So you can kind of take a look into that on your own. But on the Timberwolves side of things, they went into free agency and were like, nah, we're good. Yeah. yeah. N- no moves yet. Other than I think they had one signing to a two-way contract. Night, yeah. Other than that, nothing, and I don't get it. Well, Seth, you know how to throw a grenade and then just walk away because that's what you're doing right now. And you know that the Wolves rile me up, uh, no pun intended, as much as any team here. Yes, it's, inc- it's incredibly frustrating that a 23-win team uh, that didn't have a pick uh, last Thursday in the draft, that didn't do anything uh, major in free agency, it's hard for me to sit here and think that this management has the best plan moving forward. If you win 23 games, you don't have a draft pick, and you don't go out and try to pair your best player with a defensive forward, uh, it's very hard for me to sit here and be content with that. Um, I think the message is going to be, well, when we're healthy, we're going to be okay. Oh, when we have healthy Edwards and Beasley and D'Lo and Towns, then we're going to roll this thing out. We're going to let it rock. But the problem is we've never seen that. And another huge problem I have is I felt like last year they were keeping guys out on purpose because they knew that the season was going in the gutter. So instead of actually playing these guys together, even if you're going to lose, they want to save it for one last go around. But I don't know how much longer this regime is going to have. I, I really don't. We've been hearing that this team is young and up and coming since Wiggins. Um, it's incredibly frustrating that they can't go out and sign a guy like Doug McDermott. It's incredibly frustrating that they can't go out and contact a guy like Daniel Tice. 
One of the biggest things I think for the Wolves is they need to pair Carl Towns with a defensive forward. The last time the Wolves were good was 2017, and it wasn't just that they had Jimmy Butler, Seth. They also had Taj Gibson, who was incredibly invaluable to that team. He played really well next to Carl Towns, was able to take the brunt of the defensive side of things, was able to rebound, was able to make the occasional mid-range jump shot. The problem with the Timberwolves is they want this quick fix of, oh, we're going to get Ben Simmons. That's not how it works. You look at Phoenix last year, you look at Denver, they don't have a roster like that. They don't have a big three. And for the Wolves, I don't. I, I think that, that sometimes they're so fixated on this idea that we're just going to get three superstars and everything's going to be okay. That's not how it works. You have to build around your best players, and that's D'Lo, and that is Cat. And um, the Wolves have not done that. They don't have guys that can step in as role players. But I will say on a positive note, I am very excited about the summer league. I think McKinley Wright is going to be the Nas Reed of 2019 as far as the summer league goes. I think McKinley Wright makes the team. Um, He's a tremendous point guard, great experience, great in the pick and roll. He had an amazing career at Colorado. So I am excited for that. So I guess I'll end on a positive there. Uh, final one for you here. Let's just uh, let's talk Vikings quickly. Over under, I think, is set at nine for the Vikings this year. Yeah. Uh, which way are you leaning? Man, I was all over uh, the over nine and a half, to be honest with you. But after these last couple of weeks, it, it's hard for me sometimes to. Um, it's hard for me right now to think that this team isn't going to have the struggles that they had previously because not only is their offensive line still in flux, but Man, this relationship between the quarterback and coach is extremely scary. You need these two to be on the same page, and it seems like every time Mike Zimmer gets in front of a microphone, he's directly adding Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins is not going to get this vaccine. I mean, he, I, I would be shocked if he did, and um, he's been very strong on this end. So the, uh, so the Vikings are either going to have to figure out a, a, a way to meet in the middle, or this, this season could end in disaster. I'm talking... Uh, Cousins doesn't play a couple of games. I'm talking Zimmer and Spielman are fired. And um, you're all of a sudden looking at Kellen Mott or Jake Browning at this point as your uh, as your quarterback next year or the following. So it's a very frightening situation right now for the Vikings. And right now I, I, I have to lean under the way everything is going. I, uh, I would agree with you there. Um, before we let you go, always love to give an opportunity for uh, guests to plug their work. And I know I mentioned the, uh, the Strom Sports Show, but you are, uh, you are in a couple of other spots as well. Give us the plug for the, uh, the Steven Strom body of media work uh, so that our listeners can, uh, can take a look at every single piece of it. Yeah, mainly the Strom Sports Show, talknorth.com. Every Friday we come out with an episode. We have Ben Gessling from the Star Tribune coming on tomorrow morning. That will be fresh and ready for you for training camp news. Yeah, talknorth.com. Also do stuff for Princeton. I know it's kind of foreign out there in Minnesota, but uh, made an appearance on 10K Takes. Make sure to check them out. They have some great stuff as well. Uh, and again, my Twitter at SSTRM underscore. That's basically everything that you need to get as far as consuming media from me. That is going to wrap it up for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Big thank you to Steven Strom for joining the show today. Make sure to follow him everywhere mentioned, uh, and uh, we will have him back on definitely again as we get closer to the season. Make sure to follow Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. YouTube coming soon. And you can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Podcast Network.